Hey everybody, welcome to the I Disagree Podcast. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. Hello, Steve. Hello! How's it going, Quite dude? well, how are you? I'm great, you know. Just living in this purgatory where the president clearly lost the election and is refusing to accept his defeat. That's fun. Yeah, I stopped I stopped paying attention to him, really. You stopped paying... Okay, that... Yeah. I <laughs> I, know, I disagree. You still need this. You still need the passion. You got like what seventy days left until the the boogeyman's gone. So it is not. <laughs> it is not needing the passion. It is the deep and profound fear that he is continuing to like oust people in his administration that would have any sort of like rational thought behind any of their actions and fill them with loyalists. That's scary to me, including at the Pentagon. Yeah, whatever. What's I mean, he can he can do whatever he wants for the, like, the next month and a half or whatever. It's his prerogative as president to appoint the people he wants. They're clearly douchebags. He doesn't know what he's doing, and we got to deal with it for another month and a half. Yeah, or I have some two months, I guess. I have some people in my family that are hypothesizing he's trying to build a case for pleading insanity when he, <laughs> when, he when he gets <laughs> when he gets slammed. That would be some. Sh- I mean, I think he's got a case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's got a case. Right? Maybe that was the whole thing. He was like, fuck, I didn't think I was going to get elected. All right, day one of my presidency starts the most insane behavior anyone's ever seen. So when I inevitably get out of this, I'll buy myself four years of freedom. I'll see how much money I can make my companies. And then after that, I'll just either flee or plea insanity. Well, I don't think the insane behavior started when in 2016. I think he's been in... I've known who he's... He's been a like a public figure since the eighties. Yeah. He's always been a crazy ass con man. Yeah. Always. That was always his reputation. Yeah. And in somehow he got everybody to think he was a like a politician or a businessman and I I don't get it, but whatever. He is batshit insane and I think if that's his plan, pretty pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty I was good. listening to uh you know, sometimes it's fun to indulge in interviews of Trump supporters and uh-huh. just like hear the crazy shit that they say. And uh, one guy was like, you know, I just really appreciate him as a businessman because he's filed for bankruptcy multiple times and sometimes you just fail, you know, but he got back and got back on his feet and came out of that stronger than ever. And it's like, you don't, he declared bankruptcy so he could avoid the repercussions Uh from the other sketchy things he was doing. Like, it's entirely strategic declaring bankruptcy. Right. No all, part of it is like, oh man, I failed. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all just so he doesn't have to pay people he owes money to. It's just a way for him to rip people off. Exactly. And not have to pay his debts. Exactly. <laughs> we can agree on that. All right. Well, uh, but, hey uh, everybody. Pretty, pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I would way rather hear, I just want to hear them be straight up about why they like him. But that's the thing is like guys like that, they don't even know what's really happening. But mm-hmm. how nice would it be to hear people just be like, yeah, you know what? I like him because he uses all the loopholes that exist to get ahead. And that appeals to me as a soulless, capitalist-driven <laughs> person. <laughs> I think some people have said that, haven't they? Yeah, probably. I think that's basically what he says. He's like, hey, I use the system. Like, we're, uh, and everybody's like, see, he's so smart. And you're yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, hey, everybody. We're going to start this episode starting the warm-up first uh just as the first segment because that's typically how warm-ups go and we haven't been doing that but we're gonna start with that so we're gonna get into the warm-up yeah, so this is the warm-up segment where you the listener can contribute fun topics for us to riff and rap about all you have to do is be a, at the five dollar tier or above at patreon.com slash i disagree pod 
podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you stopped at the easiest part. Pod. <laughs> fuck. What comes after podcast? <laughs> well, yes, know. podcast. <laughs> we got it all. We got it all backwards. So our Twitter is like you leave out the cast. That's true. That's true. Patreon lets you just go crazy with your URLs. No limits. I love it. Patreon. So this one comes from Eric Mickelson. Uh, and I don't know if you'll get this reference, but uh, perhaps. This is this is more for you, Jordan Coburn. Yeah. Do women have the equivalent of the leg shake to unstick your balls? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah? I, what, yes. Are you, what are you unsticking? Well, it's called a lipstick. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just make that up, did you? No. The lipstick. A lipstick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point I I coined it to myself, but of course it's been coined long before because it's the perfect way to describe it. But, you know, some people got more lips than others, and especially if you're commando, you get lipstick. Wow. Yeah, and so typically I guess what I do when Where's I find myself... Where's the stick to your thighs? Uh, I mean, it depends, you know? Like, definitely not to my thighs. How long do you think my lips are? Well, I'm trying to think where else are they? Would st- <laughs> what's the stick to your belly button? I mean, if anyone has lips that are thigh long, that's <laughs> fine. But I do not have those long of lips. No, it's more so like just, I don't know. Sometimes they, they lay in uncomfortable ways, you know? And mm. then... They were get all twisted up? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. they get like a braided pretzel. Just all twisted. Wow. Call me Auntie Anne. It's a problem. But it's an easy it's an easy problem to fix. You just kind of do a deep lunge midwalk, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which... So anytime I see a, a, a girl stretching on the side of the road, she's not really stretching. Right, right. It's the equivalent of when you trip on a pebble, you know, Ellen DeGeneres' bit, and you start, like, running. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. like, just, <laughs> just going for a light jog. It's basically that, yeah. <laughs> just just unsticking my lip. Wow. Yeah, but... the titties stick to anything? Uh, I mean, again, it depends on your titties. Uh. Like, my titties, there's this whole no bra movement right now. I've, and, I've read of that, yes. Right, and I can't do it, and it's not for fear of liberation. It's because my tits are just really long and sweaty, and they just stick to, like, my ribs. What, what, so this, <laughs> this no bra movement, I don't, I don't understand. It seems <laughs> like it's discriminatory against larger busted women. How is it discriminatory? I disagree. Because, because they're the ones that actually like, need it for like support and for their back and well, to keep them from swinging when they're running and shit. No one's saying, fuck bras forever, no bras, stop making and selling bras. I mean, some people might be saying that, <laughs> but not the ones that I've talked to. I think the people that don't wear bras now, it's just like, I don't want to wear bras. They feel oppressive to me personally and whatever, physically or socially, and I don't want to wear them. And I think that's about it. Well, who said they had to to begin with? No one. See what I'm saying? This is. The, I love these fake outrages. Nope. But you do grow up. It is quite an industry. You grow up when you're like 12 years old wearing training bras. Mm. When you have, you know, these ant hills, as they've been described, which is very weird. Anyone came up with any sort of name for anything boob related for a child, but uh. we have it. So <laughs> these ant hills, and then, well, you know what? Adults can have boobs that resemble ant hills as well, and mm. that's totally fine. But yes, there's these training bras that you wear when you're, again, so, so young. What, eight, nine? I mean, who knows how young people start it? And it's like, why? Yeah, what's the lesson? The lesson of what I'm saying? No, the lesson of... Oh, of the, wearing the, the, training bras? Oh, yeah, <laughs> what, what are, are you, what are, what are you what training are for? Yeah, what are you training for? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, you're, to, to become a consumer of bras, really? I can't think of any reason why you would need a training bra. If anyone has an answer to that, hit me up. 
at the I disagree pod. I don't understand why training bras are a thing at all. Yeah, I never understood those or, or training condoms either. I remember the, the first training. time I tried <laughs> Do they have little wheels at the base? <laughs> They're like just little tracks. Yeah. Like like a like one of those luges that's like above ground. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like a training bike. It's got two extra sets on yeah. it. Just so you can get, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, easily uh detachable when you're ready to go on your own that's <laughs> i i think i i feel like it is definitely a thing where you get the training bra because you start feeling insecure about the other girls in your class that are wearing bras already because they actually have boobs mm. and so then you're like mom i want a training bra and then they give you that training bra and then that's where it all starts so a training bra is just it's just a shirt basically right no 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 it's like it's like a bra but it, it's not like a bra that all that you'd see a woman wearing that has like more boobs okay but it's a bra i part of me wants it's to look up it's, training bra yeah, right it's, now it's, it's just the it's just the nipple holder basically huh but yeah basically <laughs> basically <Just> it's <laughs> a nip well that that's a great question actually because the anthills do start because like if you get insecure about your anthills because that's that's this is where it all gets ridiculous is uh-huh. like having chest parts should not be something that makes you feel embarrassed right mm-hmm. but when you have those little like anthills as a kid you're like oh this is weird it's kind of like what what is this it's not cool for you know you to be showing your boobs right when you're especially in that age group it's not like yeah it's just it's just uncomfortable and weird and you're like uncomfortable with your body kind of at that age and stuff and then you just want to cover it up and people start like I know girls that that you know they you know how people that are um trans or like maybe genderqueer and they'll like bind and they don't you know they like duct tape their boobs I just so it's not as apparent that they have breasts or like as large of breasts I knew girls huh. that did that that identified as like straight and not genderqueer in any way just because they didn't like showing boobs at all through their shirts and like the ways that they were showing when they were kids so i think there's a there's a whole conversation to be had about what's acceptable uh when you show you know that you that you're developing breasts sort of and it's like yeah i've never had an in-depth conversation about this (laughs) (laughs) a lot to think about yeah yeah (laughs) And then wait, so they they just they just they they tie up their titties? Uh yeah, like just do literal like I've seen like I had friends that would just write wrap like ace wraps around their boobs. Really? For example, if like cuz they yeah, they felt insecure about showing, but maybe they didn't want to wear bras yet or it was it was very Wait, how old were they? I think this would have been like I mean, we were all gymnasts too, which is another thing. Oh, uh, okay. That's interesting, but maybe like 10, 11, 12. I heard gymnasts aren't allowed to have tits. They're not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) It was was banned by the International Olympic Committee. Exactly. If you come in with (laughs) a B cup, yeah, they're like, why are you eating so much goldfish? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's a very toxic environment growing up. That's That's the weirdest sport that you can age out of it before, like, puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, look. Look at this picture. Look at how small she is. Well, uh, first of all, why are you making me look at that? I know. That's I'm sorry. <laughs> but look, like, what is the point of that? Yeah, other it's a, it's than to make money. It's other a, than to make money yeah, off of this, this girl's mom that's just or the, dad. That's just the shirt. That's like a, what do you call it? 
like a this the rift shirts cami yeah well yeah i mean it's basically a tank top that they just like cut off it's completely dumb right i will say though that i can't see your nipples so mission accomplished sure also god (laughs) 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 oh no all right let's exit this topic (laughs) (laughs) but yes there is an equivalent eric there it is Here's another good one from Eric Mickelson. He says, what so-called feminine product is just waiting for good branding to be finally okay for men to buy? Ooh, is that, it all just insulting? That is a great question. I'll, I'll tell you. What, I'd, yeah, I'd love to hear your opinion. This has always, like, bugged me. And we still haven't gotten, like, a good solution for it yet. The purse. All right. You guys get to carry all your shit around in that super convenient bag, and I got to fit all my shit in like a damn wallet? Yes. That's some bullshit. I agree. But so the solutions that people have come up with have been the European man bag, which <laughs> the Euro- which is <laughs> actually more feminine than just a purse. Why or, Why do you say that? Because it's European. Everything about this. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. They designate it by gender and nation. That's... <laughs> or nation conglomerate <laughs> is your Euro- europe is a nation state isn't it oh what is europe a nation state no it's a continent what well no so it's like i'm just trying to think back to the exact definition of a nation state but it's a it's like a, a conglomerate of individual states that have their own sovereignty but then it's in this super state right like well i'm thinking of the eu yeah specifically anyways continue sorry um yeah, so Europeans they got their European <laughs> male handbag, and it just—I'm just—I'm not buying it. I, I can't put, put my finger on why it's—it just doesn't work. So then you also have the fanny pack. It doesn't work because it's feminine. Yeah, there's a, there's something about it. It's just I, I no. I no. I implore. Oh, well, let me just put on some makeup and go for a stroll to the yoga Steve. class. You know, get out of here. No, I'm not doing it. Steve, I get out of here with your European tyranny. I disagree. <laughs> Go Why on. is it feminine? I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but sure. there's something. I know that I want the convenience of having all my belongings in a pouch. So another solution <laughs> is fuck a kangaroo and then just pass on the ability to your offspring, knowing that you created a better world for them. Or you could just make friends with a kangaroo. You don't have to. Oh, you that's know, true. You guys live alongside them. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Aha. <laughs> Get a Too kangaroo bad you're in Europe, though. You're going to have to go down to Australia. Fair point. Uh-huh. And I'll bet the Australians, if they are coming out with an Australian men's handbag, I'll bet that's going to be nice. And it's 100% going to be called, like, Roo or something. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it probably yeah. already exists. Yeah. Yeah. Can I challenge you and say, I think you think it's feminine because it resembles a purse. Yeah, yeah. And that's about it. Nothing to do with Europe. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Europe, Europe does. There are like they got some <laughs> short shorts are a thing there, which again is just an association. Speedos with women. at the beach. Sure, that's all I'm going to say about fucking Europe. Speedos at the beach. What? Stop. Have you ever worn a speedo? No, I'm American. Why the fuck I'm would I? American. <laughs> Have you not seen? Isn't there a guy on like Times Square that's the uh, America's cowboy or whatever and he, well, and he has okay. a speedo and a cowboy hat yeah. that's a very one off example well I know exactly the guy you're talking about uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the famous Times Square there's a couple famous Times Square people there's like the Spider-Man and there's the old lady with their titties out what? Know? yeah some old lady goes around with her titties out she's got little like oh, spinny pasties on her. them 
I feel, like, I feel like we have talked about her. Huh. Anyways. But, uh, okay, so if you're an American, you can wear a Speedo for for one of Street one purposes. of three acceptable reasons. <laughs> you're gay, which is fine. Well, you're fine. That's fine. God. I just uh, have to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, a competitive swimmer. Like Michael Phelps, of course. Yes, Michael Phelps. I don't want you out there in board shorts. Bring home the gold. Go, go, dick out if it makes you more aerodynamic. You know what I'm saying? Just do it, son. Interesting. Or three, if you're <laughs> just doing it as a goof, like the guy at Times Square, like, hey, look at me, I'm a goof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that silly though? That it's like again showing legs. It's the same thing with short shorts. Just like the idea of showing more legs is seen to be, uh, it's like feminine, right? I think so, yeah. Isn't that strange? The, the more leg you see, the higher up the leg, the closer you're getting to ball sack and sure, dog sure. belly. So. Isn't that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Which it's the same <laughs> reason I like seeing women's legs. You know what I mean? Right. The same reason I like seeing women's legs is the same reason I don't want to see a man's leg. Because then you might become gay if you like it. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What if it worked that way? I I mean that's kind of the logic you're operating from. Though. No 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 no. I'm not I'm not saying that that seeing a man's leg is gonna turn me gay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the fact that I'm not gay means when I see a man's leg, I don't have the same uh, uh, reaction. Yeah, I don't have the same reaction as Loin when I see a lady. startup. Yeah yeah, I don't get a little bit of blood flowing right. like when I see the ladies' legs. You know. Right. <sighs> it is so interesting though, because like existentially, isn't it just very strange that like. Not only because you're not alone, right? Like, not only do men that show legs seem more like feminine to the typical hetero man, but they have some sort of like disgust kind of by it. Like, oh, I don't want to see that shit. And it's because of the fear of seeing a dick and balls. But then you also walk around locker rooms sack tapping each other, being like, <laughs> oh, good game. Good <laughs> how, how do you know about this? Well, first of all. My brother-in-law. Well, that's that's not fair. Not my brother-in-law. Actually, this was. <laughs> please, Amanda, if you're listening, my sister, I take that back. Wrong marine. I was talking to another marine who was like, we would just sack tap each other all the time in their silkies, like the short little green shorts that they wear, mm-hmm. and they would just go around constantly sack tapping each tap. other. Why? <sighs> that's just assault constantly. Yeah. Yeah, I will say there's there. I I have I have I've never given the the, the sack tap sure. that I recall of anyway. Although uh-huh. I have gotten in my fair share of hijinks and mischief, <laughs> <laughs> but I've certainly received a sack tap, and I can say definitively there's nothing sexual about it. It's just right. pain. It's so just it's, pain. So it's associating power with dicks, kind of. Well, no, or like power it's not, over it's the, dicks because they're not tapping the dick; they're tapping the balls, balls. which is a, it's a unique type of pain. Like it makes your stomach hurt. Okay, like you've heard like getting kicked in the nuts. Like oh, you got kicked in the nuts. It really is. Like it's it's it, the slightest tap. Why do men do that? Oh, just to be dicks. What do you think they get from that? <sighs> you know, there's there's so many stupid like male bonding rituals that if you break them down too hard you find out that you're gay and i don't want to explore okay. that's, that's, what, that's what's so interesting it's like a population that is arguably you know i know that a lot of marines are very accepting and i know that there are gay marines but i do think it's fair to say there's a lot of hyper masculinity in the marines that would be more homophobic as a population you know if you like assess it as a whole but then they're sack tapping everybody all the time oh there, there's things that don't make any sense in society like 
if we're just like hanging out at a party or something and I went around like patting dudes on the butt, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Unless we were wearing sports uniforms engaged in a game. Exactly. And, and it then was it's just perfect. men. Yeah. And it was just men yeah. hanging out with men. Yeah. Then it's which is, perfectly okay. Yeah. Way more far down on the gay spectrum if you're going to look at it in, you know, the hetero way that I don't subscribe to. But just putting my brain into their brain, uh-huh. that should be way more gay. Yeah, I don't think they care. I right. Don't, I don't get it. I mean, here outside of the issues that come up with consent, <laughs> if you if you're like, hey, we're all hanging out before this starts, everyone consents to being tapped in the balls, right? And everyone's like, yes. And then they go sack tapping away. Great. I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. But it is just strange to me, given the combination of ideas they seem to share in their brain. Like, I don't want to see your short shorts, but if you wear them, I will tap your balls. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's like, hey, I don't want to see those short shorts. Oh, you know interesting. what I'm saying? I don't want to see those short shorts. If I see them, I'm gonna teach you a goddamn lesson. But people do sack tap when they're just wearing like jersey shorts or jeans or something. I guess that's hard to sack tap in jeans. It can be done. <laughs> <laughs> when it was done to you, what was your first thought other than "ow"? That was probably it. Like fucker, and I probably punched him. Nice. You know? yeah. Hell yeah. And then you guys both... Well, yeah, like in a good-natured kind of roughhousing. like, we're both yeah. dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Women never just punch boobs. <laughs> we've. T- I think we may have talked about the concept of a cunt punt before. Mm. Right, but that's just purely made up for humor reasons. Uh, yeah. There's no such thing as women just, like, punching each other in the tit. Mm. Again, if you disagree, please let me know. Or just, like, going up and just, like, thumping the bean. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought, well, that's what they do to balls too, don't they? Yeah, that's they what play, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 I know. You threw me off there for a second. <laughs> I was like expecting you to say balls, but yeah, switch it up with a bean. Exactly. That's not a thing. That's not even close to a thing. Very interesting. Wait, how did this start though? The, sorry, I completely interrupted you with your opinion on the purses. On, no, on, no. On that a was, woman's that... item. That's something that's like typically a woman's item that is on the brink of men accepting it. Well, I, li- I just love how they they market certain things. Like, have you seen the over-the-top, this this new, like, cooler? I forget the company, but it's it's so over-the-top. Is it mar- Yeti or something? Or Maybe, like, yeah. it, 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 but it's, like, so over-the-top with the, like, this is a man's cooler, it's for manly things, and, it's ma-, and they're going so over-the-top with the marketing that I almost feel like, oh, they're doing a bit. It's it's supposed to be right. tongue in cheek. They're doing a bit, but I can't tell. I think you're right. Just I write for an ad agency, and there are some clients that we have that's like they want us to go super super into the masculinity stuff, mm-hmm. but it is a complete joke because it's like you said, so over the top. So right. I think I think your instinct is right on that. Although the uh, brilliance of approaching your ad like that is that you will also get the people that are actually just hyper masculine and don't get the joke and then you'll also get the people that find it amusing (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. but okay what about what other than a purse is there anything else well what 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 would be what would be the reverse of it for for the ladies what's something that men i bet it's pockets pockets yeah i mean i think we actually have more pockets than like you would think but i've I've done laundry like girls laundry before and like had to unfold the pants and like yeah there's pockets but like what are you fitting in there i resent the fact that pockets are being considered as a product when it's more so just (laughs) 
an amenity we have been uh, shortchanged on. <laughs> yes, literally, <laughs> you can fit very little change yes, in those tiny ass yes. pockets. That's true. These are fucking. Do you see? There's like these fucking two penny pockets, which is this thing right here. Yeah. This, which I don't know who's like. Maybe if I was a spy and I had a flash drive that just could not escape my pockets i would choose to use this two penny pocket because uh, it's so fucking tight and so small that you're talking about that little inside yeah, pocket and, yeah I, like, I keep my spare vapes in there oh you have the two penny pocket as well yeah huh yeah interesting i don't know what it's for well we have pocket equality in that sense yeah but i'm just saying my pocket like look at my pockets look at how much shit yeah I you got great pockets yeah, I'm saying, that's what everybody said about me in school like yeah, i just got great, the best great pockets. pockets look at this Look at yeah, that. my pocket's got a pocket inside the pocket. You could actually pull your pockets out of your pants. Right. I can't do that. Let's see this. Let's see. You can't even get your hands into your pockets. Uh, like, oh, that's a bullshit ass pocket. What do you tiny, what do you, what do you put in there? It's a tiny pocket. But I Jeez. think the reason we have so much better pockets <laughs> is because you can put all your extra shit in your purse. Ah. You know? We're both getting screwed in okay, this situation. Okay, so they balance out the purse problem. Then the pockets balance out as a direct and natural result. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Maybe this is maybe the universe is in order, and uh, <laughs> let's not fuck with it. And it's all just on its way, going down its path, and it'll figure it all out. <laughs> um, okay, but aside from pockets, I mean, razors is a huge thing. Razors? Well, like, how, how are your razors different? Women's razors just suck. Why? The blades are smaller. They're like less durable because you know, like men's hair is supposedly thicker, but that in itself, honestly, is kind of constructed. I have more hair on my chin and body than I, men I know. Huh. <laughs> it's like the razors that they try. And the pink tax is real, right? It's like women's razors. Mm -hmm. A thing of women's razors is more expensive than a thing of men's razors. So what's to prevent you from just buying the men's razors? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, I yeah. guess the same thing preventing me from carrying all my shit around in a purse. Yeah. Sure. Huh. I mean, except for you, you would have to do that in public, right, which yeah, opens yeah. you up to, like, you know, some other shit, whereas I'm just in my shower. But, yeah, like, my roommate, she has a man's razor, and it's like, a man's razor? That's so dumb! It's a freaking blade with huh. a stick on it. Also, boys and girls' bikes should be the reverse, don't you think? Why? So the, also, uh, you mean just pink and blue, or like? No, what? you know how a girl's a girl's bike is literally a different design than a man's bike because the bar goes down like that instead of straight across. What? Yeah, that's that's a yeah. Why? I have no idea, but here I'll show you. So you're saying well, I'm, we're on a auditory uh, medium, so I won't show you. But sure. yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and you're saying because you lower the bar, you're less likely to make contact with your balls in the Correct. bar. Correct. Yeah, if you yeah. hit a bump and fall, like come off your seat for some reason and land wrong huh. you land right on your fucking nuts and the girls the bar goes down can you can you picture what i'm talking about so yeah oh the, totally it goes straight across totally. but the girls goes down like that it's also like the men's bar allows you to have a woman that needs help sitting on the bar like hey, hey, hey i'm being driven by my man on his two-wheeled bike a woman has a slanted bar you try to sit on that slanted bar you're just gonna slide into the crack you can't do that it's basically disallowing women from giving sexual, well, it doesn't have to be sexual, romantic rides. It doesn't even have to, to be romantic. Maybe, sure. it's just a, maybe it's just a ride of convenience. Exactly. You know? Hey, you're going You're going to the old uh, Mart. Popcorn <laughs> shop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, what are we kidding? Going to get a soda pop and a nice <laughs> malted? <laughs> Hey, we are so far from knowing what living in an actual community is like. <laughs> it's sad. Oh my god, <laughs> soda pop. Uh yeah, I can't. Uh, 
yeah definitely i mean yeah everyone talks about razors i can't let's see i got there's got a there's just so many female versions of things that are just it's just so silly but i've heard men try to complain that you guys get better sex toys but it's like eh, who gives a fuck huh the fuck what am i gonna what what, what, i don't need all that gadgetry right that's funny because i was actually looking up sex toys for men Uh, today and go on yeah and uh, well like how did you know my birthday was coming up (laughs) (laughs) that would be such a hilariously inappropriate (laughs) gift oh my god what are they called the the fleshlights yes yes yep so there's flashlights, right? Uh, there's cock rings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then there's cock rings that are, like, so many of the male sex toys were geared towards gay men and not geared towards straight men. So it was for anal stuff. Yes. Which uh, I found to be really interesting. I had to, like, really, really, really dig, no pun intended, to find a toy that was actually fun for, like, a guy that's not getting penetrated in the butt. Right. Yeah. But it, it's amazing. It's like, I mean... <sighs> Uh, it, if somebody gave me a flashlight, I'd fuck it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I'd fuck it. Yeah. And, uh, I'd give it a whirl. Sure, sure, sure. But you've never used a flashlight? Uh. Because cool. one, I'd have to <laughs> buy one. Because what right. am I going to borrow somebody's? Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no, got to no. be a brand new one out of the box. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, absolutely. I don't know. I've never been that like. Hey, yeah, I know. I get it done. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with any sort of toy really. Like, I used to kind of honestly be problematic and shame fleshlights because i was like you disgusting incel you know just it's like which is oh, a really? very toxic point of view to have yeah why why were you mad at him for fucking the fleshlights i don't know well you know i do know because i thought of it as objectifying women instead of just having a sexual partner but that's like really discriminatory because maybe some people don't want a sexual partner or you know they they want one but they don't have one that doesn't mean they <laughs> right. shouldn't have pleasure that's <laughs> right. like that's a really fucked up opinion that i used to have <laughs> Yeah, and I, I definitely don't have that opinion anymore. But yeah, it is. Uh, there's a lot of like I think gendered items will hopefully more or less like be a thing of the past. But uh, I don't know. I don't see it. There's just such a huge market to be like, you're a woman and you like this and uh-huh. you like to feel like this, and then and you're a and man. Same for men. You're a yeah. tough man. You want to buy these. Lawn chairs, exactly. Tough. <laughs> Even like TV dinners, uh, hungry, hungry man, man TV dinner. You know what is a man shit? Making some yeah. fucking food. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> hunting, <laughs> hunting your food, killing it with your bare hands, yeah. and eating it raw. That is a man. Exactly. Shit. Yeah, you should. If it's a hungry man, I should open up that box and a little squirrel, a live squirrel, should yeah. fly out. You're, some, you're expected to catch it and roast yeah. it on a spit. <laughs> you should buy a hungry man and open it up, and it's just a bow and arrow. <laughs> No, this is go get it yourself, fucker. Exactly. Uh, oh my god, that's so funny. But, uh. <laughs> but also, there are some really dope women. You know, Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> I can do from uh, the, the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that that in itself obviously is also the whole. Oh, thing because she's good with arrows. She is. Yeah. Yep, that was a deep cut. <laughs> deep Not really. Cut. The most popular movie of its time. <laughs> and book. Did you like that movie? I saw the first two. Uh, I like the first one better than this. I thought the second one was just the exact same story as the part one. And I was like, well, how is this? 
a different eh. movie. You just you just made a remake with the same <laughs> actors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I I mean I like part yeah. You, one. They just repeat the whole tournament, right? Right. Like yeah. Redo yeah. basically. Yeah. Just do, that, do it again. Yeah. They quite literally just like we have to do a redo. Which <laughs> is hilarious because my favorite movie of all time is basically uh, the sequel is just another remake of the first one where they just get a different robot. Mm-hmm. But it's the same robot. Terminator 2. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know why my logic doesn't apply to that, but yeah. god damn it. Did you just decide you hate Terminator 2? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's a hack movie. <laughs> I feel like when The Hunger Games came out, I was I was just sitting in the theater watching this allegory of oppression just thinking, why, how sick is it that everyone's just sitting here consuming this movie and these books? Like, how entertaining it is to... In like ingest this metaphor of our own oppression and give all these other people money about it, and it's like I thought it was such a good allegory in general. I think that's why it's popular in the first place. But it's it. I just find I find it to be so, yeah, just kind of sick when like fantasy novels replicate things that are happening in the world to people all the time, and no one really like. I don't know. That was definitely... There's nothing going on in the world right now that's remotely like what's going on in The Hunger Games, though. Te- technically, <laughs> like, like it's the pretty far out. comparison, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're definitely trying to make metaphors, but I mean... Yeah, everyone's trying to make metaphors. Yeah, it's just entertainment's entertainment, man. Yeah. Shit's well, d- sh- should we move on to the next segment? Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. Thank you, Eric, for your warm-up topics. Thanks, Eric. A reminder, everyone, if you want to submit your own warm-up topics, become a patron today for as low as $3 at the patreon.com slash the I Disagree podcast. Maybe slash I Disagree podcast. I'm so sorry. I cannot believe. I cannot. Just Google <laughs> I Disagree podcast Patreon. Yes. <laughs> and have your credit card ready. <laughs> there you go. All right. It's time for our next segment. I Disagree mail. All right, uh, for today's Disagree Mail, it comes from our new patron and uh, dear friend of the podcast, Linda. Linda wrote us, she she was new to the podcast, and so she listened back to some old episodes, and uh, this is a Disagree Mail that addresses some stuff from previous episodes, so if you're like, I don't remember this, it's probably in a previous episode, but I'm sure it will be easy enough to follow along. So Linda says, <coughs> oh God. I just had Ben Shapiro pulled up. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, Jordan and Steve. First off, I have to say as a latecomer and new patron, I'm so happy to have your podcast in my life. I've been listening to you while I paint, and I find myself laughing out loud often and then laughing some more about the fact that I'm laughing hysterically by myself. Mm-hmm. It's funny. As a new disagreebee, that's what we call our patrons, uh, I'm still catching up on all the episodes. It's been so satisfying to be able to binge listen to the podcast, by the way. I'm currently on episode 20, Trader Joe's in Portland, and uh, if you don't mind revisiting an old episode, I just have to send in some I Disagree mail about that episode. As much as I want to be a little more original with my first I Disagree mail, this one, like much of the rest that you've aired, is for, drumroll please. Is it you? Steve! (laughs) I have so much to say about the term Latinx. To give you some context... I'm a first-generation Mexican-American artist living in Santa Barbara, California. I'm a cisgender woman who is supportive of transgender and non-binary people. I still have plenty to learn, and something I'm actively working on is using inclusive language. That said, I still haven't gotten used to using the term Latinx, but 
I will say that I believe that it is mainly because it is still a relatively new term. As a person who is hoping to start a family soon, I hope to bring a child into a world, or at least a home, where all gender identities are embraced. So I think starting to use inclusive terms like Latinx is an important step in the right direction. Lastly, I have several friends that use that term, and I have uh, and I follow several political Latinx hot there we go accounts <laughs> that also use the term. Maybe this isn't the 50% or more Steve was looking for in a poll, but I definitely debunk the idea but it definitely debunks the idea that Latinx is just a Twitter troll musing. From what I've heard so far, Steve is also in favor of using inclusive language. I have to disagree that the poll Steve referenced means that the term Latinx is bullshit. My explanation for this is pretty simple. I think people haven't had enough exposure to the term yet. The same could be said for a lot of other inclusive language when it was first introduced. It just takes time to work it into our vocabularies. Finally, I do want to make one more quick point. I noticed that Steve used the term Mexican-American a few times when referencing, when referring sorry, to a larger group of Latinx people. Having lived in San Diego myself for 10 years, I could see how it would become a habit to refer to Latinx people as Mexican or, Amer- or Mexican-American because of San Diego's large Mexican population and, ex- and its proximity to Mexico. However, I think this fails to acknowledge the wealth of cultures that exist in Central and South America too, so maybe he could try using Latinx instead. And then winky face. (laughs) All in all, I'm a huge fan of you both in the way you're able to navigate disagreements without completely losing your shit. Seriously, Steve, your opinion makes the podcast interesting and so entertaining. Keep it up. Thank you. Yay! Thank you so much, Linda. Thanks, Linda. Yeah, Linda was on our... We now do patron Zoom oh, hangouts. Oh, we met her, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we do right. meet and greets, and Linda was on there. Uh, yeah, she's a really amazing artist and really good friend of mine. So thank you so much, Linda, for listening. I love you, and thank you for writing in. Steve, what say you? Well, I think <clears throat> she raises an interesting point um, about the – yeah, so I guess uh, living in Southern California when – I hear Hispanic, I think Mexican-American, because that's all the Hispanic people that I would see, but that's actually not representative of the Hispanic population. And none of these words really work, because Hispanic technically means Spanish-speaking, but Brazilians, are they Hispanic? I am way too white to know that. (laughs) Because they they speak Portuguese, right? I think. Uh, Yeah, I know Portuguese... The Brazilian, the Brazilian. <laughs> I have a good friend who is Brazilian, uh, and he speaks Portuguese. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, but, but I do know Portuguese is a fusion of Spanish and French, basically. So I could only imagine that. Um, yeah, there, that. God, I hate being dumb. Well, I think it's not that you're dumb. I think this all this shit's just too confusing. And I think I, I mean, I think if you look at it, really putting Cubans and Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and Guatemalans and putting it all under one category doesn't make sense anyway. Like even calling them all Hispanic or all Latinx or whatever. None of that makes sense. These are completely different people with completely different cultures, but they have a similar skin color and most of them speak a similar language. So we lump them all in the same category. They don't vote the same. They don't have the same religions. Like I, I, I think we spend too much time just in general, like breaking people up into little groups and like, Oh, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're this. Mm-hmm. So I just Googled and got a quick answer. Since the primary language is Portuguese, your instinct was correct. Brazilians are not considered Hispanic. 
Brazilians are considered uh, Latinx because the country's located in Latin America. So <laughs> it's so weird. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, well, this 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 article goes on to say the it's it's all it, they're not um you know like racial divides. One one is about like a language that's spoken, which is not exclusive at all to any sort of identity. Are people from Spain Hispanic? I would imagine so. Right. Well, it says specifically living in the U.S. When I look, yeah, the definition of Hispanic is Spanish-speaking people living in the U.S. Is huh. what the definition. <laughs> so what if you're what if you're a Mexican guy, and you move to Mexican as in like living in Mexico, living a Mexican citizen. Yes. And you move to uh, like London. Sure. Are you Hispanic? Maybe I I would be surprised <laughs> if they had an entirely different word, but but maybe also also. Interesting. As an adjective, Hispanic means relating to Spain or to Spanish-speaking countries, especially those of Latin America. As a noun, it's a Spanish-speaking person living in the U.S., Hmm. especially one of Latin American descent. So, I think, yeah, the main main designation between uh, the Hispanic, yeah, designation is, it's a, it's as a noun, it is a Spanish-speaking person, which... Technically, could be anybody, right. but especially one of Latin descent, Latinx descent. Well, yeah. I don't know if that'd be a right way to use that Latinx descent. Is that a fair? And that's fuck. That, we're so fucking <coughs> white. And and another I reason hate. why I don't think it's ever going to catch on. And hey, I could be wrong. So she's saying it. It hey, it just hasn't caught on yet. And maybe in ten years, everybody will be saying that, and I'll just be wrong, and I'll accept that. But I, I find that to be the case for most of your opinions what like, <laughs> yeah, maybe i'll be wrong <laughs> whatever <laughs> that's the way i feel about this whole like trump trying to uh, um, uh yeah. like have a coup and, and sure, remain sure. in power and it's like uh, i think that's all bullshit i think january 20th joe biden's gonna be president of the united states but hey if i'm wrong <laughs> i got way bigger fucking problems than saying some dumb shit on the podcast yes, you know you what i mean do. so whatever <laughs> which wouldn't it be nice to not be blindsided though Ah. As a psyche, eh, we'll, uh, uh, I, I, I'll have bigger problems. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to uh, Linda's point, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, basically, you accept what she's saying, then. Well, I was gonna say though, but yeah, but the reason I don't think it'll catch on is because, first of all, how do you say it? Because you're saying Latinx, but I've heard Latinx. I've also heard Latinx. So nobody knows how to pronounce this this word. Like, even the people that use it don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. I would not use anything that comes out of my mouth as even a remote indicator of how something is supposed to be said. Okay, fair. (laughs) (laughs) I would... But it doesn't roll off the tongue, is what I'm saying. The resources are out there, right? Like, if you looked up a YouTube video and typed in, like, Latinx, and I, I guarantee there would just be a fuck ton of videos of people that did all of the research and... Uh, you know bow tying of the information and presented it to you to us that right. we could watch and we should do that i did see a recent uh so there's that one poll poll that i talked about in that episode and since then there's actually been a lot of discussion about this in the media here i am just belching nice. Sorry. <laughs> Belch. <laughs> belching i'm a man i do manly <laughs> things it's a man's podcast it was, that was a hungry belch <laughs> <laughs> uh and the New York Times, it was either the Times or the Washington Post had a had another recent poll that said um, 
out of the Hispanic population in the United States, I think it was like only 27% of them had even heard of Latinx or Latinx or Latinx. And of those, only 3% of them actually used it. So most uh, citizens of Latin American origin <laughs> yes, have not even heard this term. And the ones that have don't use it. So I... I don't know. Maybe maybe those numbers will change in the upcoming years, yeah. but uh, well, it's not. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. I just have to say, from my experience with gender neutral language in general. So, in college, I was like educated and very much a like receptive and surrounded by people that would say you all instead of you know guys. Uh-huh. And so I completely eradicated guys out of my vocabulary, basically, for, like, those four years. Uh And then you go out into the real world, and a lot of people don't do that because they haven't had that education. Right. Or, you know, they refuse to. Maybe they did hear about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Coco's having dream dream sounds. Oh, Coco. (laughs) She's so cute. I just wanted to catch that on the mic. I know. Ah, Good dog vibes. But... Point being, I got out of college and I started slipping, and now I find myself saying guys like a lot, which is not gender neutral. Uh-huh. And if I answered that poll honestly, I would be one of the you know majority percentage of that subsection that said I didn't say that. I didn't right. say y'all. That's not because I don't want to. That's not because I think it's bullshit, or that's not because of any other reason. It's simply because habit and socialization lends itself to like not that's making excuses i let i i just went into the mold basically and like just started slipping kind of because it's used more often around the people i'm around now but i mean you could also say that that kind of revealed um how pointless it all was to begin with because if 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 all of a sudden you've gotten out of college and you've slipped back into saying guys and you're not getting any negative like reinforcement on that oh you do i do oh people get mad I mean, they don't get mad, but it's like, hey, like, gender-neutral language. Like, in college, it used to literally be like, huh. they would say, ouch. They would, like, shout, ouch. And then they say, point of <sighs> personal privilege. That's Jeez, gendered that's, language. And it was that like, sounds so exhausting to live your it, life that way. It kind of was because it was just, you know, we talk about virtue signaling sometimes uh-huh. on this podcast. And, yeah. I, and I really do think that it was, like, a decent amount of virtue signaling. Yeah. If the virtue signaling, though, winds up contributing to a thing that's ultimately good, I don't know how much issue I can take with it because, I don't know, like, just because someone is virtue signaling a certain thing, it does not mean that that's an inherently bad thing. No, it doesn't. But, yeah, I do think that it's... That's interesting, though. So Yeah. It was like so. It's just a bunch of people running around, like, like making up rules to be offended about and then finding reasons to well, get offended so that they can... I think the general way to describe what you're saying is policing language. Uh, yeah. So people would, they would police language and it did get aggressive and it did become a thing that became like a non-inclusive space in many ways because there, right. were, there were people that, you know, identified with a lot of the other struggles that were being worked on in these spaces, just the whole fucking college campus. It's like people from all different backgrounds. And then if you said guys, you were like shunned and people uh-huh. called, called you basic 
and would not fuck with you. You know, I put these things in quotes because these were things that I would hear all the <laughs> yeah. time. And then you like, get a clap back or some, yeah, yeah. Right. Or like someone would say guys and literally like we would look at each other and roll our eyes because it was like, oh God, they're like <laughs> so antiquated, you know? And it was <laughs> like. so exhausting. It kind of, I mean, in hindsight, it sort of, it sort of is because it's yeah. just like changing behavior is exhausting. I don't think it's exhausting because it's like a bad idea. I think it's exhausting because it's just, yeah, hard to change your behavior. And it's hard to take that policing from people that you may know anecdotally aren't perfect people either. Right. But I think ultimately the concept of not saying guys constantly, it is exclusionary language. And I know it seems like a thing that's stupid. Like in San Diego, we just changed the museum of man to museum of we, I think. Or museum of us. Yeah. Which I knew that's how you were going to (laughs) respond. And... It's that's a whole conversation for experts to educate you or me i think on the actual effects that language winds up having on the psychology of a group of people i i don't know it seems like man there's there's people starving out there there's real problems in the world and you got all these like these douchebags on college campuses just running around and making up like new rules for language that nobody even notices or cares about except for a tiny small percentage of the population and so it's just like the same people like getting mad about if you use guys or the same people making up the rule that you have to use guys so just let them fight amongst yourselves and like the rest of people can just be normal and have jobs and live their life <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. nobody's sitting around thinking about this shit except for like wacky college activists i get why you're saying that but even from I didn't even ever take a gender studies class. Mm-hmm. I took ethnic studies. You're required to take like one equity, diversity, and inclusion course at UCSD, and I chose ethnic studies. Uh-huh. But even though I didn't take specifically a gender studies class, just from the education I learned from my friends around me that are gender queer, trans, you know, LGBTQIA, like all of all of that, they that that's a wrong way to describe that. You know what I mean? Every person that took so did the you time, just say something bad? I mean, because I, I wouldn't even have caught it. I said all of that, which is kind of just a dismissive <laughs> way to refer to like the queer population, um, but uh, specifically like gender queer or yeah, we don't have to. This is gonna take a million years if I try to say the right thing. But, <laughs> but <laughs> see how exhausting it all is. That's what, I don't feel exhausted. I feel like I failed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> so, but but, <laughs> but I think. But I, but I think... <laughs> I think you're doing great. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I think that through that education that I gathered from the people around me that talked about that and changed, helped me like change my language, it really instilled in me. Now when I say guys, internally, I think, ooh, that's not really what I want to say, you know? Mm. It's just habit that makes me say it. I don't want to say that because I was educated on how it makes other people feel when you say it, number one. Um, Number two, that it's like purely a reflection of patriarchy, which sounds hilarious, right, to you? (laughs) That sounds hilarious to you. But but that is the case. Like, that is why guys is a thing. Why else would guys be the general way that everybody refers to, like, a group of people? I don't know. I so guess it's, it, yeah, I guess it's the patriarchy. So it's kind of like reminiscent, you know, of this thing that does a lot of damage to people that 
aren't a part of that club. And even though I agree, if you stop saying the word guys, you're not going to, like, change the fucking world. It's, right. it's more about reflecting the mindset that you want to have in a population. Yeah. And not hurting someone. Yeah. That's why I say cool cats. Yes. I say, what's up, you cool cats? This whole time you've just <laughs> been saying cool cats? <laughs> Making me think you were just a guy monger? Nah, I'm a cool cat. Man. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's been a cool cat the whole time. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you have any else? Any else? Do you have anything else to uh, say about this topic? No, I mean, I guess in I, I guess in closing, um, if Linda is correct in her assumption that uh, slowly but surely uh, the term Latinx will um, gain acceptance among people of Latin American origin and start using that, then okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not I'm not going to start using it before they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That feels weird to me. I understand why you would say that. Yeah. Sure. However, they are saying it. Three percent. So like, of whatever poll you. Well, yeah, oh, so if I'm around that three percent, yeah, I'll call them. I'll first I'll ask them how it's properly pronounced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'll refer to them that way. So I don't want to be a dick about it, you know, like if that's how you want to be referred to, that's how you want to be referred to, so mm-hmm. be it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's like the consequence if you did refer to folks that share that identity as Latinx instead of Latino? Ooh. For you personally, what would the consequence be? Um, Nothing really. So then why not just say it? Sure, but I mean, why not? There's no consequence to not saying it either. Well, Actually, there is a consequence because I mean, if 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 you look at a lot of the feedback uh, that I've seen, there was there was a um, some Democratic uh, Congress person who tweeted something out about how um, you know the the Democrats need to do more to uh, shore up support in the mexican-american community or something and somebody commented on it it's like yeah what do we need to do to get more support from the, the latinx community and the congressman replied back is the first thing is we need to stop using that word they they hate it they don't like it and then you see a million replies underneath it from hispanic people being like yeah that completely bastardized bastardizes our language that's not how we talk it's bullshit it's made up by white people it's it's insulting to us because it's it, it's it's saying that our our uh uh first language is inherently uh sexist by having gender nouns but but there's so many people of latin american descent that would say that that would say that it is inherently sexist maybe it ain't for me to decide sure (laughs) i'm with you on that yeah yeah um cool yeah so if if they if they come around on it 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 becomes the the common parlance then yeah okay Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I guess it's really just like you never oh, really comfortable. Went <laughs> Let me try standing up. <laughs> <laughs> you never went through like a real I I don't like I'm I keep saying the word education. That sounds condescending. But I don't think you ever went through like a full experience of really being surrounded by people that felt very strongly about this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's just not like something that you kind of carry with you yeah not at all yeah yeah which describes the majority of americans i agree you know what i mean most people hear this stuff and they're like what the fuck are y'all 
talking about. Yeah. Yeah. However, my little sister, who, you know, was in high school until only recently, she and her friends are, like, all about this shit. Just from, like, fucking whatever. Instagram education, you know? Really? Like, they're not <coughs> teaching this shit in schools at all. And they're becoming aware of this stuff and changing their language and everything. So, I think that's promising. And to Linda's point, I do think that there's going to be more and more and more people that approach language with more intentionality and stuff will change. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 50-50. It could go either way. Because yeah. r- right now there are a lot of uh, people of Hispanic descent that are generally annoyed and offended by the use of the term Latinx. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's something that's being foisted on them. And th- they don't speak for everybody either. This is of unscientific course. Twitter comments, obviously. So sure. who the fuck knows? Totally. But. And I think that that's a really good point that you bring up is that people are not a monolith which is something i've had to check myself on a lot because even though i agree with a certain narrative to pigeonhole anybody especially from a culture that is not mine into a certain box is problematic like very problematic in itself that's that's the weird thing about it too even if even if we were to agree that a certain uh i guess country's inhabitants would be referred to as Latinx, if they moved to the United States, uh, other than their skin color and the fact that they probably speak Spanish, what do Cubans and Puerto Ricans and Mexicans and uh, who else is there? Uh, you know what I'm saying? What do they have in common? These aren't the same people. So why would we? Why would they all be Latinx? I mean, why would a Cuban like is virally? anti-communist refugee from cuba who's living in miami identify the same way as as a mexican in Mm -hmm. los angeles Mm -hmm. well i mean first off how white people interact with populations is that they do tend to group everyone together similarly how they do with someone that's like sikh versus like muslim or something it's not the same thing right at all right and so like they get treated as a block all the time for for worse mostly right yeah and so on on that same side of the coin though i would imagine that to to talk about these issues like it's similar to like someone that's black versus someone that's mixed race but is not white presenting and so winds up enduring similar oppressive behaviors from white people or from people of other cultures because they're just seen as black when really they're mixed race uh-huh. so it's like when they're you know when we're this whole like checkbox literal checkbox thing that yeah. you see on apps or you know whatever it's like you always mark black there's never mixed race really like ever or with people of Latin American descent, a listing out of like every country that they're yeah, from. It, it, yeah, it never it never does that. It just says Hispanic or it says non-white Hispanic. So yeah. first of all, what the hell is that? I don't know, and I should. Know. <laughs> what is I that? Well, I mean, I guess that means if Hispanic just means you're Spanish speaking. If you're oh, like, so a non uh, a white Hispanic right. would be a Spaniard, right? Sh- well, wait, what did you say? Spaniard, someone from Spain. Isn't that what they're called? Did you say a non-white Hispanic? A white Hispanic. A white Hispanic. Well, I, I, it doesn't, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> it's related. Idiots. I don't think it's related to geography. The term Hispanic, unless unless outside of the living in the U.S., especially someone of Latin American descent, right? So, so it's not about like where you're from, but the language that you speak. And so, non-white Hispanic is someone that is not not white 
I think that's to get more into that, especially someone of Latin of Latin American descent addendum to that definition of Hispanic. Right. Right. Because they're probably not white. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it's it's all kind of arbitrary and made up anyway. And I hope one day we get to a society, a point in society where we don't even bother asking and having those check boxes on forms and shit because nobody gives a fuck. Like it's irrelevant. Sure, but then uh, like we don't do that for be, hair color. Do we or make the main event reparations? Is that <laughs> <All right. laughs> is that where we go from here? I guess. All right, let's get into the main event. Okay, so what you just said. Uh, I I think that's kind of advocating for a colorblind society, a post-racial society. Yeah, and I know that's suddenly become unpopular recently, where it's like, up until, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, whatever, that that was the goal. And that's what you believed if you weren't racist. But now, if you say you want to be in a post-racial society that's considered racist, that's... I don't get it, and I don't know who makes up all these rules, and I just... <laughs> yeah, well, I I think, again, from what I've gathered as a white person, um, am I right about that though? That that that's the perspective now is that post racial is bad. Yes. Okay. Yes, because what it does is it completely erases the acknowledgement of oppression that our country has so much reckoning to do mm-hmm. around. So it's. Yes, 100%. Ideally, we would live in a world where everyone can be colorblind, is colorblind, because color actually doesn't make a difference. But it 1,000% does. So to proceed as though it's not a thing is incredibly problematic because so many things have to be fixed still. People still haven't acknowledged the atrocities that have happened to like so many different groups of people. Mm-hmm. But I get your instinct. I completely get your instinct, Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying is I, I hope society gets to that point one day. I don't think we're there yet, but yeah. I, I feel like that should be the goal, at least. That should be the goal. That should be the end game. Yes. And it seems like that everybody agreed on that until recently. And now all of a sudden, no, that's not right. even the end game. Like, no, we have to we have to harp on race forever. I think it is paradoxical. It's like paradoxically to get to that point, you have to really get into the details and the history mm-hmm. and everything and you have to see everything through a very racial lens because that is the reality right now mm-hmm. terrifyingly so that's the reality fuck i am terrified i'm white i'm terrified for the potential not potential violence the violence that's already existing currently all the time and how oh, oh that's i don't even want that's talk all about that overplayed shit. in the media though like we we live in the the safest time ever like the last Six Maybe months have been kind of. Everybody does. Like everybody does. Are you, are you are you like who who is who in America right now has a worse experience than they would have had twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty years ago. I mean, there is there is this is like in. And that's not to say everything's perfect. I'm just saying like it's been continual progress for. I think unfortunately the violence has just shifted mediums what do you mean so before for example there were people outright in the streets that would there would be a black man you know and they'd be framed for hitting on a white woman she would go tell her husband and they would go beat the shit out of or kill that person sure now you have cops 
and a guy has a counterfeit $20 bill and they use that as an excuse to kneel on him until he dies. Sure, but I mean, even that, like, there's less police killings this year than there were last year and there's less last year than there were five years before that. Like, there's there's more videos on YouTube and there's more outrage on Twitter, but like, the actual statistics, it's... It's been declining for years. But what about the acts of racial violence in in general? And also, I don't know if I can accept that data. I'd have to see it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, because There is a 62.7% chance I made it up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no! If we're, if we're really going to get down into the nitty-gritty of statistics. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think because of the president in part and just because of the inherent racism in America and our history that has not been sufficiently dealt with there are people that feel emboldened to act in racist ways in their job as a cop and it's like arresting someone and sending them to jail for something they didn't do is an act of violence Mm -hmm. so when we talk about like incarceration rates even you know I talk about changing the medium that's one of the mediums that it's shifted to but I mean is is it is it your view that there's I I don't mean like anecdotal bad instances happen Mm -hmm. because there's 330 million people in this country there's Mm -hmm. i don't know 10,000 cops there's however many thousands of interactions with police and and citizens every single day eventually something's bad gonna happen regardless even if you live in a perfect world and i don't think we live in a perfect world and i do think there's some level of racial injustice injustice and racism out there but i mean is is it your view that there there is a mass epidemic of that? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Just looking at prison population alone, it's like the percentage of black men that are incarcerated is just astound it's just across the board take race out of it, uh-huh. right? We have like one of the highest the highest incarceration rate of any country. Uh-huh. And then you break that down and it's just entirely just race-based and i think it affects everybody which is kind of where like some colorblind arguments come into play and it's like you know we should have an issue with this in general which i agree right it's everybody but it specifically hurts people of color and that's like it really sucks i kind of start resenting woke culture in moments like this because these are things that are said over and over again by people that are just labeled as woke and dismissed and Mm -hmm. they're they're straight they're such real statistics right you know and it's like i shouldn't i mean woke culture is not responsible for that but because people that are radical talk about these statistics people that are like they're instantly dismissed yeah yeah, and that just fucking sucks because this is like the most verifiable shit it's it's like horrendous and that's Violence in the streets, like George George Floyd. That there's, I mean, like the list is just literally too many to name. Mm-hmm. I think that that's fucking horrible. It's obviously it's completely horrible. And in when you match those acts of violence in the streets and match that up, look at that like next to what's happening in prisons. That's like it's literally kind of like a silent killer. Like people. When people get murdered in the streets, 
now it's starting to get media attention where it didn't before and that in itself is its own reckoning uh-huh. the silence of violence that happens in prisons is like something that we have because cameras aren't in there and like that's where so much violence happens also there's uh-huh. so many different mediums that it's happening like violence on the street is just one of the things so i have i mean i have nothing to uh dispute, like, dispute or yeah. confirm what you're saying yeah but i just like do you think they're everybody in prison was framed like i don't i don't understand no i don't think everyone in prison was framed i think it's a very complex combination of like i mean there are so many different levels of racism like there's an entire class at UCSD just called environmental racism that just goes through how even the distribution of resources is racist Uh and how that contributes to all of these, you know, like biological factors that lead to increased death rates or Uh propensity to like get into organized crime or like all all psychological problems that that's like, that's just in the realm of environmental things. And, And then there's, there's all of these different factors that create this like, it's I say perfect storm. It's not perfect at all, obviously, but this this storm that gets us to where we're at now and to like as a society, we need to like racism is such a fucking onion that needs to be layers peeled back and peeled back mm-hmm. and peeled back. So like no, I don't think everyone in prison was framed. Do I think in general the black population was effectively framed? For example, like the crack epidemic? Yes, basically, effectively. They're framed for a crime that gets a higher sentence than the equivalent drug that white people do, and they have to go to prison for way longer. That's framing, basically. I mean... To arbitrarily say that some crime is, like, worth more than another, even though it's the same fucking thing. I remember we talked about this in college, too, and... I actually have a little bit of experience in this, so I can say, I mean, I don't know what the motivations are of the people that, that made crack uh, more illegal than powdered cocaine, and I do understand the argument that, hey, it's chemically the same, but you're given different sentences, and I mean, I'm, ag- I'm against the war on drugs anyway, and I think mm-hmm. it should all be Ill- illegal, but if the logic behind the war on drugs is that drugs are bad, we make them illegal, and the more bad the drug it is, the more illegal it is crack is way worse than powdered coke i've I've seen it firsthand in terms of what it does to your body in terms of like how rapidly it'll destroy someone's life Mm. like you don't you don't really meet casual like crack smokers Mm. you you might meet people that do a little bit blow at a party but like once you start smoking crack that shit hits you like that i mean i've seen i've seen middle class white dudes well like when i was in uh high school and middle school there was this uh couple of kids we hung out with started smoking crack like we all smoked weed and drank and stuff but they started smoking crack and they went from being like the kids that lived in the cul-de-sac up the street one week to literally like a month later they're living on the streets like running cons like stealing shit from walmart they had like blisters on all their thumbs from lighting the, cr- the crack lighter so much like it fucked them up so quickly and that's that's just because the way that crack uh i guess enters your bloodstream or something but it's it's way worse, and I don't I don't think crack or powder cocaine should be criminalized anyway. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if the logic is drugs are bad, the worse the more bad drug is, the more severe the sentence. Then mm-hmm. I mean, that falls in line. Is crack just is worse than powdered cocaine? Don't you think though that that's like correlational? 
a lot of those things are correlational the crack being leading to like worse outcomes what like, do you mean? Like the fact that crack is rampant in communities that are under-resourced in the first place. Yeah, but uh, the, my experience is watching middle-class white kids end up living on the streets because they were so addicted to crack. But if crack exists in a certain circle, you know, like versus the cocaine circle, and that certain circle has other factors that are attached to it that might mm-hmm. lead to more like destructive behaviors, then it's kind of like an environmental thing than it is like crack just makes because to me i mean i know high functioning everything addicts really Mm -hmm. like i think about the people i've met in my life i can think of probably a single person for every drug Mm -hmm. that's a high functioning person on that drug including crack there was a guy i used to work with who owned multiple businesses he was a show promoter he was like a man in the community he's alive still i don't understand was everyone like really Uh. really likes him crack crack he would just go (laughs) he'd just go in the back and just do crack Damn. And it's like, oh, that's just this so guy. He just does crack. You'd walk in the walk in the back and be like, why do I smell burnt plastic? Oh, Larry's getting high again. It was it was kind of a thing that everybody knew and sort of like joked about a little bit uh, and stuff. And like, it's it's, I think, anybody, cr- crack is just like, especially to white people, it's a lot more foreign. I also feel like I'm advocating for doing crack. <laughs> I don't mean smoke crack. Yeah, I don't mean I don't have enough information about crack to like really deny what you're saying exactly. Mm. To me it just seems like it's more correlation. I mean my shit's anecdotal anyway. Take it with a grain of salt, you know. But I just I I, I mean I saw firsthand like I mean I I've seen coke destroy people exactly. too. But exactly. it took I've seen months Adderall and months destroy and people. months with with crack it took weeks. Sure. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Like I mean again it's like the kinds of people that wind up doing crack. It's just a way different social yeah. circle. Yeah. But I mean they were in our social circle. They had to leave our social circle right. because we didn't smoke crack. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But did you do coke? Uh no, not at that age. Mm-hmm. This is like f- 15 through like 17. Mm-hmm. So no, mm-hmm. no, I'd never even seen it at that point. Yeah, so you don't really have a direct comparison of crack versus coke then in that scenario. No, I mean I've I mean, later in life I've seen a lot of people do coke and I've seen a lot of people turn into cokeheads. Yeah, but I had never seen two people mm-hmm. fall so hard and so fast than I did with with this guy Alan and this guy Justin. Mm-hmm. That phew, it mm-hmm. was it was insane. Like they they could have gone home to a cul-de-sac. And, and but no, they'd ra- they'd rather sleep on the fucking street so they wake up in the morning and immediately start their hustle and their entire day is dedicated to hustling to find a con to get money to buy crack, and then they just do the whole shit over again mm-hmm. every single day. Their entire day literally is consumed with nothing but getting money through illegal means mm-hmm. to buy crack rock, mm-hmm. and this happened within a few weeks and like we'd we'd see the guy like a couple months later and like their thumbs would be all fucked up mm-hmm. and burnt out from lighting the fucking crack lighter too mm-hmm. much and not wanting to, their fucking thumb is on fire mm-hmm. but they're not going to turn the flame out because they need to get that hit and mm-hmm. it's like jesus christ mm-hmm. like could you imagine also get one of those candle lighters yeah get one of those candles yeah. <laughs> i don't know if that would <laughs> no that would totally work that on would totally pipe. fix yeah, that yeah. problem man the ingenuity i saw from crackheads though is something else <laughs> They yeah. had so many cons, man. So many cons. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about, uh, I don't know. I've never done crack, honestly. And I've only known people, like, from a peripheral distance that have done it. So I'm just going to stop because I was going to try to be like. Well, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway we're, we're kind of 
got off base there on the crack thing anyway because your your point was that uh um the fact that crack has more severe penalties than powdered coke is racist and i can't really prove you wrong i don't know the intent of the people that wrote the law you might be right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i don't know yeah well i know i mean like just where you think about like where people do cocaine alone right it's like at parties i mean i had classmates that would just do it on their desk right and just the mode of consumption even is like less conspicuous and you can just do it a lot easier rich people are doing it fucking constantly Uh. it's just it's in spaces that police aren't frequenting as much but then you have police patrols that are literally just riding around constantly yeah. in these areas that are like ridden with crack. Well, that's 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 another good point too. That's something I noticed growing up. Um, like if we needed weed, there there were two options. You know, like if you had a drug dealer's phone number back then, we, they had beepers. <laughs> you know how oh old I am? <laughs> they had fucking beepers, and you'd beep them, and then they hit you back, and then you'd like meet somewhere and buy drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if your hookup didn't have any or you couldn't get a hold of them or you didn't have a hookup, there was a plan B. And that mm-hmm. plan B was just to roll to the nearest ghetto and drive around mm-hmm. until someone offers you drugs. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a police and you're trying to catch a criminal, right? what's easier? Right. <laughs> like, if yeah, I can find them, you know what I mean? So. Of course. Which is so shitty, too, that, like, that's the mindset and the mindset isn't, like, let's flood these areas with resources i mean you it's like yeah it's really really sad the fact that you had to watch even if they were just acquaintances your friends go through that that's fucking depressing that's so sad well and and i mean they they turned on everybody too because they stole from all of us like they'd break into our houses and shit and steal our shit i stole my bike stole tennis rackets yeah one time, this is like after the the guy had gotten out of jail for like the seventh time, and we were always trying to like, hey, let's get the old Justin back, and you can be normal again and not be a crackhead, you know? And mm-hmm. he'd, he'd come over and hang out for a few days, and then he'd disappear, and then you'd know inevitably he's going to be in jail in two weeks. Like, this dude was literally in jail. Like, yeah. He'd, he'd get arrested every month, mm-hmm. you know? And he was, he was under 18 at the time, so usually it was just like, oh, you do 30 days or whatever, and you get back out, and he immediately goes, anyway. How was he getting arrested? For his cons, like, so one of their cons was they'd, they'd go to, like, a Walmart, and they'd go in there. Well, the first, they'd go to the Walmart, they'd dig through the trash can to find receipts that people threw away, then they would go into the Walmart and steal the shit that was on the receipt, and then take it and exchange it oh, for money, yeah. and act like that was their receipt. Yeah. I'm telling you, crackheads are fucking geniuses. Uh-huh. Like, they had so many cons like that. Yeah. Uh, so they get arrested for, uh, they stole some of our friends, uh, they stole checks out of our friends parents checkbooks mm-hmm. and wrote like checks to cash to themselves mm-hmm. um breaking and entering car theft like all, all crazy shit crazy shit from middle class white kids with with no fucking reason like like they have other options you know what i'm saying like you could have just not smoked crack and you would have eventually gone to college and had a normal life like this this wasn't your only option in life and you still did it like that's how crazy fucking crack is. Um, yeah. But what, what what was your original question? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think I asked what they 
like the nature of the circumstances that got them into jail. Oh yeah, so the, the running the those cons. cons. I mean, yeah. a million different things. They got arrested so many times. Like I'm sure the dude's in prison right now if yeah. he's still alive. I'm certain of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just. I mean, the whole thing is tragic, obviously. But I think just going back to the ultimate discussion of like, um, viewing us as living or the rush to living in to wanting to live in a post-racial society it's like looking at the epidemics that exists Mm -hmm. socially and then really dissecting them and if you really dissect them they're basically all along racial lines Mm -hmm. class lines but socioeconomics are just like inner you know they'll all forever be intertwined at this point with our nation's history i guess that that's where i would be skeptical Uh, i think it's a lot more class than race and i feel like that in in a lot of cases due to our history it kind of overlaps um but i i just i mean i could be wrong too but i i don't think a middle class black kid growing up in you know a nice cul-de-sac neighbor neighborhood with you know two working parents probably not like dealing with the same kind of shit that some kid growing up in Compton is you know what I mean I agree I yeah I think anyone would have to agree with that yeah like they could probably pretty much do the same things in life that their middle class white peers could do I would think and I could be wrong about that but but. then like you look even at my at UCSD I think out of the 25,000 population of students that were there when I was there 400 of them were black yeah and see that's the problem you know that so there's there's like a root cause behind all that you get like you got to fix that from the beginning and i i i I don't know how we can agree on that (laughs) i don't know how yeah you know yeah i think fixing from the beginning though entails leaning into race you know like going back to what we were talking about originally and changing curriculums, for example, there's shit that I've learned since exiting school that just, it blows my fucking mind that uh-huh. I didn't know that. Like Black Wall Street. Uh-huh. Yeah. Literally. I didn't know about that until the, the Watchmen. Exactly. Yeah. Same. And the fact that like a comic is teaching us that shit is like. Who? Is it not a comic, Watchmen? Wasn't it originally? Oh, comic book. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you meant a comedian. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. No, you're how right. Do you, how do you refer to <laughs> No, you're right. <laughs> well, I think the Watchmen would be considered a graphic novel. Thank you. But Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's like inexcusable, right? And I agree with you that it has to just change fundamentally early on. I do think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Um, I don't know... I mean, this is all speculation. Don't hold me to to any of this. But I mean, I I do wonder how much of like our our racial discourse is almost like a self fulfilling prophecy, though. Like it, it's it's self reinforcing. Because I mean, did you know that uh, Nigerian Americans are are in the uh, they're like in the top of all the categories in terms of like uh, wealth and income and 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 things like that. Like they're crushing it. They're absolutely crushing it. And I wonder if that's because, you know, if you're growing up in Nigeria, all you hear your whole life is America's the land of opportunity. You can go there and do whatever you want, achieve anything. And so they do. And if you're a black kid growing up in America, you've got white liberals in your ear your whole life telling you the system's rigged against you. You're, you're oppressed. You're like this and that. And, you know. 
And so that's what they go on to do because they're both black. I do think they have uh, like enough of their own evidence accumulated from just living in a really racist society to just come to that conclusion on their own. Maybe, but it's it's not affecting Nigerian immigrants, and they're black. Well, like, and they're crushing. No it. one gives a fuck if they're Nigerian if they're just a racist on the street seeing a black person or trying to hire them at a job or rather not hiring them. Yeah, exactly, and yet it's not affecting them. Again, I don't know about those statistics. I, I'm, I'm, I I'm pretty confident on that statistic. I, I don't know if they're like number one, but they're up there with like like Indian Americans and like yeah. uh, just you know, there there are certain uh, demographics that are just crushing it, and they're not all white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so I I don't know. I think I wonder. That's again, I, I'm I wonder if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I think like. <sighs> No, I can't give you that at all. <laughs> all <right. laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, we should probably wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, cool. Well, everyone, that was the episode. That'll give you some stuff <laughs> to disagree with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If I you got any good, if you got any good crack stories, send them in too. Oh, I love a good crack tale. Oh, you cool cats. The whitest thing to say ever, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good crack tale. Although I will say, you've had a much more explicit experience with friends getting into that in a way that was harmful than Insanity, I do. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Great. Yeah. We're, we're hanging out. Have a good week. Yeah. You too. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.